Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. It's great to see you. We're doing this by FaceTime because you're a traveling man. And That's I'm, right. I'm not. And we were so here's the here's the gig. We were going to do a pop up episode last Thursday night at the Government Hall of Fame event that GovExec put on. I had my recorder in my pocket and everything. I, yep. was, I was not just happy to see you. It was an inc- what an incredible event. It was really incredible. I got to give a lot of uh, a lot of credit to the government executive media group team who put that all together, and. Constance Sayers, who's the president of the group, gets the first mention. And if I start mentioning other names, we'll forget somebody, and that wouldn't be good. But the whole team, it was really just, it was a world-class event. And the thing that's the most exciting is that it's obviously now going to be year after year. It's a Government Hall of Fame induction, and then they had the Theodore Roosevelt Awards, the Teddy Awards, and those honored current people in government. It was really, really great. Grant Thornton was a premier sponsor of the inaugural uh, Government Hall of Fame Awards and couldn't be prouder to be associated with it. It was hosted in the National Cathedral, which was a spectacular venue. And when people ask me about things like that, I say, "There's, we can never do enough to recognize the sacrifice and contributions of public servants. And boy, did we do it that night. And I think the reason we didn't do a pop-up is because the night got ahead of us. I was going to say, I was the term I was going to use, I swear to you, was the night got away from us. A little bit different <laughs> than you, but the same idea, yes. The night That's definitely right. got away from us. It was a That's wonderful right. time. It was great to see you and your colleagues at Grant Thornton. There were uh, people from all across the government and industry space there. It was really, really a terrific event. Now, one of the things that I didn't have a chance to talk to anybody about, but... I wonder, so you're not a big baseball guy, right? That's correct. So there's this. Uh, there's, that's the, the pigskin uh, no, ball. Wrong one. No, no that's the one at Nats. Oh. The baseball is the one at Nats Park. Got it. Thanks. Um, now there's My this, wife is giggling as we speak. There is a subculture among baseball nerds like me of discussion year-round, 12 months a year, 365 days a year, about who should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame and who should not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And based on what you just told me about your knowledge, I'm pretty confident we'll never have that discussion on FedHeads, <laughs> which is probably appropriate. But I wonder if there'll be that kind of deal, like if there'll be data analytics, because there's all kinds of data analytics and metrics that people yeah. use to say, this guy should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This guy shouldn't so, be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I wonder if we could do the same thing for the Government yeah, like, Hall of Fame. Yeah, like Richard Nixon is the Pete Rose <laughs> Of the Government Hall of Fame. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, that but... That would work. That worked. Yeah, that metaphor worked. But even so, his wins above replacement value was probably pretty significant based on what he did with China and the Soviet Union. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, but but that's the kind of discussion that potentially we could have about the Government Hall of Fame from That'd government executive. Exciting. I think That'd that would be pretty exciting. good. Yeah, I uh, agree. So congratulations to them on that. And it was great to see you and, and your team there. Uh, that was really good. I think that... The next best possible budget news to here's a whole complete set of appropriated bills we got just a few days ago 
and that is the Senate has now passed the House continuing resolution. And nothing that I've been able to find as we record this indicates to me that President Trump won't sign it. So that will get us to November 21st at least. It's not wonderful news, but it does kill the whole shutdown idea we've been talking about, which is really good. It does kill the shutdown idea. It rate the the specter that the president might not sign it is raised by that subject that we may or may not mention. Well, there's um, two that I think of when you say that. The 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 uh, specter of impeachment ah. will uh, wreak havoc on this town. Um, the bureaucracy will continue to operate and get the work of the American people done, but it will be even further constrained by the stress of doing it uh, amid these pitched battles between the legislative and executive branch. So the other word that I was thinking of was wall, because we try to avoid talking about that too. But I think you're right. I think the impeachment is the the other word that people are worried might impact the operations of the executive branch over the next couple weeks, months for sure. And beyond that, yeah. who knows? Yeah, the most recent time we had this to consider was when President Bill Clinton was under threat of impeachment. But he was famous for compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. He thought it was an asset to be able to separate the sour relations he had with the new Republican Congress and doing the work of the American people. Remains to be seen whether President Trump can so compartmentalize Knock on wood, well, we've got a canary in the coal mine with this uh, continuing resolution. The good news and the bad news is that we have a deal in place till November 21st. That means there's no shutdown possible, at least until then. But that means, so now we've kind of reset the ticking clock again. I read a report today, I believe it was from Politico, that said that uh, Senator Richard Shelby, the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, was going to the White House early next week to... Now, I'm paraphrasing the senator's quote, but basically it sounded like he was going to the White House to explain to the president what the legitimate possibilities were and what was reasonable to expect as far as the negotiation between House and Senate. That Does that sound like a fair read based on what you know of all the players that are involved here, Robert? I do, but... I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what the emotions are going on at the time. Mm-hmm. The choices are a long-term continuing resolution with some mini wrapped into that or full appropriations for agencies into 2020, which is, you know, is an election year. You mentioned before we started recording that there was something about the Office of Personnel Management and what's going on there with the merger with GSA. What did you see their money-wise that stood out to you? Well, you know, the rest of the, all the appropriations bills have language in them to prohibit or to require certain things. There's language in both the House and Senate that doesn't reflect favorably on the administration's intended merger of OPM and GSA. Um, One of the drivers of of the migration of OPM to GSA was uh, that OPM, with the move of its background investigation function to DOD, lost a major source of revenue. Mm-hmm. So 
to supplement that, the continuing resolution uh, offers an increased level in appropriation for OPM and allows it to supplement its operations from its working capital fund. That's a lot of uh, arcana. That's um, what we're here for, it, though, isn't it? It, it, we, it, it's a further example that the Congress is not bought into this effort, if, in case there was any mystery in that. Well, I was going to say, that I don't know of anybody that should be really surprised by that, and I wonder if they haven't bought into it at this point, considering that this budget will take us up to September 30, 2020. Right. Eventually. Well, yeah, what, yes. Yeah. Eventually is fair. I mean, this isn't going to happen. The Congress, the Congress is not going to allow. Yes, that's that's what I'm suggesting. It's not it's not going to authorize the migration to GSA of OPM functions that require its approval. That's correct. And there yet, may be some things that can still move that don't require their approval, but that remains to be seen. That's exactly where I was going to go next because my takeaway from some of the things that we've seen out of OPM in the last week or so is that they're not stopping. There's there's nobody in either OMB or the Office of Personnel Management that is uh, slowing down whatever effort they think they can do on their own. And in fact, people inside GSA tell me the work that they are confident doesn't require congressional approval continues apace. Oh, that's right. The executive orders related to collective bargaining mm -hmm. are going to stand as a result of uh, the judiciary's final decision. The shortening of the period during which you have to give an employee an opportunity to improve before you can fire them is also likely to stand. That's a mm -hmm. prerogative of the executive branch. Yeah. Notably, in every survey of employees, they routinely say one of the major problems with personnel management and government is the inability to deal with poor performers. What the administration is doing by reducing that period during which you give a, an employee a chance to improve, you are directly aiming at solving that problem. Do you think that's more of sending a message or is the point really to be able to knock people out? Because I'm not sure there's any place in the private sector where you don't where you only get 30 days to straighten up or get out. I mean, I've been involved in a couple, fortunately not my own, but I've been involved in a couple of situations where performance improvement plans were in place, and it's a lot longer than 30 days. In an at-will environment, the span of length people are given to improve or be fired varies widely. So people can be fired uh, right away, depending on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I think to get to a performance improvement plan situation, things have to have been really bad already. Mm -hmm. So what the administration is saying, if you have taken the extraordinary step of requiring an employee to have a performance improvement plan, then things are pretty bad, and so we don't want you to have to drag it. We don't want managers to have to drag it on any further than they have to. Okay. So, so I think it's real. I think it's real. I do not think this is symbolic. What else are you paying attention to this week? We're almost out of time, but if there's something else on your mind, let's cover it. Four calendar days, two business days left in the fiscal year. Great. And the contracting spigot is open as wide as it'll go. And hopefully next week, the acquisition workforce will be able to sit back, take a long, deep breath. Pop a cold one. 
Hopefully, hopefully a cold one. Exactly what I was going to say. Sorry, because they'll be back at work soon thereafter, getting the spigot open again. It's great to see you, my friend. You're where? I am in Bloomington, Indiana. Wow! About to the heartland. Uh, uh, spend the next couple of days with the students of the great students of Indiana University. Wonderful. Enjoy your time out there, and I'm glad we we're able to do this on FaceTime. And I'll look forward to seeing you when you're back in Washington. Look forward to it. See you when I get back home. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. 